Good morning. Well, today I just wanted to invite you to listen to this devotion. Some of you may have to go back and really go back and listen into what the Lord may be saying to you. I just want to start off by, like as always, uh, sharing something with you. As a young man, I was growing up and just so happened I was over my grandma's house, my father's mother, and she informed everyone that she was tired of seeing my pops wearing the same old coat. And her instructions was to get this coat off of him because she had bought him a new one. So what they had to do was sneak it. She would call them back and they would get the coat and somebody was to run and take it down into the incinerator because she bought him a new coat. My dad tried to chase them and everything else um, until he realized that he had no choice but to wear his new coat. To How many of you guys are not embracing the newness of who you are, but instead you're refusing to recognize that God has already changed you. Today, as I challenge you, I want to challenge you with one word, repentant. Repentance. Well, what repentance means is it means making a U-turn. We're going to start there. It means changing our direction. It means completely being able to admit where I'm, I am right now and admit that I'm going into the wrong, I'm going the wrong way. You know, when you're driving down and you're thinking, I, I, I remember doing this a lot of times. I'm thinking before GPS came about and we had the maps and I'm driving and sometimes I would think I'm going the right route only to discover that I'm heading the wrong the wrong way. Sometimes that takes us in, in being able to admit how many of you guys are chasing your old have an old habit or old way of looking at things because you don't understand that God is already making you into something new. Well our challenge scripture this week, we're going to start out here at Ephesians chapter 4. And in Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to start here at verse 20. It says, but... But you did not learn Christ in this way. Meaning that, in fact, and I'm reading the Amplified Version, you have really heard him and have been taught by him just as truth is in Jesus. In other words, it's revealed in his life and personified in him. That regarding your previous way of old of life, you put off your old self. This is our memory challenge. 
You have put off your old self. This is in verse 22. And completely discarded that former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires. And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. Meaning having a fresh, untarnished, mental and spiritual attitude. And verse 24, which is your last memory verse challenge, and put on the new self, regenerating and renewing the nature, creating in God's image, God-like, in righteousness and holiness and the truth, and living in a way that expresses God. Mm. Let's pray. Father, in this brief moment, during this brief devotion, we're asking, as you speak through me and to me, allow your words to come out very clear to us. What is it that you want to say to us as we are renewing our mind? We're taking off that old person and entering into a new way of thinking, into new way of habits. But we need to know, Father, teach us how to stand on your word as we battle within, in, within our hearts and within our minds. Will you help us, Jesus? Will you teach us how to stand in the newness of who you created us into now? In Jesus' name, amen. Just like my father, he was so comfortable with his coat, not recognizing that the coat was dirty, not recognizing the coat had became a part of his identity. And some of us sin, and even me, some areas of my life have become so comfortable. But before we can get over into these next in 20 days, we're going to be over in 2024. So before we get into 2024, we got to let go of what is happened in the last 11 months of 2023 and uh, and previous years in order for God to move us into something brand new. The next verse says, therefore reject all, in verse Ephesians uh, 4.25, rejecting all falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, and telling half-truths, spreading rumors such as these, speak the truth, to one another. In other words, be angry at the immorality, the injustice, injustice and ungodly behavior, yet do not sin. Hmm. Before we can get over here, there's three lessons, three things that I'm going to, I want you to write down in today's lesson before we can go ahead and then Embrace where God is taking us into the newness of us. You ready? The first thing is we must um, repent as we started out. What does that mean? Well, as I said before, changing directions. I, I used to tell the brothers before I go to the scriptures, go to Romans 10, 9 through uh, 12. This is for believers. This scripture right here is for believers. I'm talking to my disciples, those that 
are progressively learning to be like Christ, you need to apply this scripture. But I used to tell the brothers, I said, what we don't reveal can't get healed. In other words, the secret sins. This is why it's so important for women to have an accountable woman, one that's over older in the faith, and one that can stand by you, one that you can come to and, and reveal your struggles to, and a brother, somebody that's growing in faith, somebody that you can be candid with, and someone that wouldn't judge you, but what when we don't reveal something, it remains. The, uh, the enemy holds that thing against us. So, as we reveal certain things, not that you know, we we have to go to a, a confession booth or anything like that. But it's simply us holding each other accountable. So here it is. It says in Romans 10 and 9, he said, But if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power and authority and majesty as God, believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He's talking about confessing before God here. But James tells us in, in the book of James, he tells us to confess our sins to one another so that we can get healed. So that's where we talk about what in, in, as it relates to our fellow brothers. And he tells us to call on someone that elders. And this is where in the scriptures is talking about us calling on Someone, if um, the elders, if you're sick or if, if something has happened, because a lot of the things that's happening in our life, we're stuck. So therefore, we need somebody to pray with us alongside of us to come in agreement. But so he says that for with the heart, a person believes in Christ resulting in justification, meaning that they're made in the righteousness and being free of the guilt of sin and they made acceptable God with their mouth by acknowledging and confessing openly resulting in confirming their salvation. In other words, confirming that their change as we come in agreement and we confessing to the Lord and we're acknowledging to one another, this is and at the context of here, as I said before, Paul is talking to believers here. If you understand, if you go back to the previous chapters, and we understand the context of this particular scriptures. And he said, for the scripture says, whosoever believes in him, whosoever adheres and trusts and relies on him, would not be dis disappointed. For there is no distinction between Jew and Jew. Um, Gentile, for they have the same Lord, and He's Lord over all of them. And His bound and in abounding in riches and blessings for all who call on Him in the faith. So, number one, this is where before we get over to 2024, we must, as I said last week, discovering every single thing we have our our gratefulness. Well, we're writing down all the things that God has done, but we also write down a list of the things that we need to learn from as well. And this is where it, it takes us repenting. And number two, which is just as important, is forgiveness. How can I 
walk with my wife or with my spouse if there is no agreement? How can I walk with another brother, a fellow believer, if I'm holding some something against them, animosity? In, in Romans 12, in verses 18, 12 and 18, Paul gives these instructions. He says, if at all possible, as far as it depends on you, to live at peace with everyone. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, and I will repay the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you are reaping burning coals on his head. Do not overcome and conquer by evil, but overcome evil by doing good. So when another believer does something wrong, they steal from you. They misuse you. They do something. The flesh wants us to really cut them off. But God says that, hey, to your best ability, we're supposed to walk in that area of forgiveness. We're supposed to allow God to deal with that person. So for us, before we move over in 2024, there are some people that we have to forgive, me included. There's that we can pray for them. You know, one of the hardest things, and I, I had to do this myself, pray blessings over your enemy. When you find yourself, you're upset with somebody, try praying for them. Eventually, you know what? The more you pray for them, the more you're going to find yourself forgiving them. And number uh, three is deciding to walk in, in, in love in Christ being the center that means that if Christ is the center, we must understand that there is sin. There's a difference be, between falling short and sinning and being in complete rebellion. As I close with this last scripture, I want to show you the scripture in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. When we were when you study the scripture, you will understand that Christ is talking to believers. I mean, Christ, um, John, Christ is using um, to speak this word to us in order to understand what God would have us to understand. There is a big difference between rebellion and sin. What you're going to discover, as this scripture says, is we all we all fall short. And seeing um, on a regular, like um, different habits and things that we do, and we're supposed to confess that as the first scripture, as far as repenting. But there is something when somebody practices sin, meaning that I wake up, I this is my plan. I plan to sin. Like say, for instance, when I knew that I was going to going out and wanted to go and fornicate with somebody or commit adultery, I planned it. I'm not going to lie to you. I, hey, I'm calling you up. Hey, we're going to go here and we're going to see that's a big difference between when you're in Christ and then 
um, you're, you're not planning for. But he said, but beloved, we are now children of God, and it is not yet made clear what will will be. We know that when he comes and it is revealed, we will, as children, be like him. In other words, until you leave this earth, until you leave this earth, you will sin. No one can say they never sin. Jesus said, if, if, you, if you say you're, you're not sinning, then you're, you're a liar because everyone sins. He says, everyone who has his hope placed confidently, confidently in him purifies himself. In other words, he's able to admit and able to confess. But he said, everyone who practices sin practices lawlessness, which, is, which we can use the word rebellion. And they're ignoring God's law by their action. And, and he said also by tolerating wrongdoing. And they're being unrestrained by this. But he said, you know that as he appeared in Jesus appeared in the physical form of man in order to to take away sins in him. There is absolutely no sin. So when we're in Christ, we don't blatantly sin because Christ lives inside of us. So, again, we're going to embrace the newness of who we are. We're going to take off the old practices and bring into the new me and embrace the new me I'm, and get comfortable with being new in Christ instead of being in, holding on to the old cult of sin. I'm going to stop right there. Father, I thank you for this devotion. I thank you for the opportunity for us to learn. Allow us not to justify anything any sinful attitudes or any sinful wrongdoings right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Have an awesome day.